in the valley. He's God wherever there's a place. <clears throat> My wife's holding the goods, so thank you. <laughs> she actually carried them in for me. And uh, so good to see you, Miss Cheryl. Love you dearly. We continue to pray for you as you walk through this season of your life. And God is faithful. He is so faithful. So, I was uh, studying and praying. It's amazing how I, I remember praying in the Spirit, and sometimes the Holy Spirit will give me revelation light. You do know that when you pray in the Spirit, there's thoughts that will come to your mind that you won't get ordinarily because... Jesus said, he will take of mine and show it to you. And so I began to pray. I, I, he took me to the passage of Scripture where he says, uh, it's in the book of Luke 11, where he said, uh, many will come to me in that day and say, Lord, didn't we preach in your name? Didn't we cast out devils? Didn't we heal the sick and do all these miracles? And he's going to say, I never knew you. Depart from me. So I said, Lord, I said, as I thought about that passage, I know the Holy Spirit began to deal with me because I said, Lord, I want you to know me. I, I don't want to hear you say, I don't know you. The translation is, you're never, you've never been joined to me in union. So I don't think any of us have anything to worry about there. So the Lord began to show me what that means. I said, Lord, I want to know what it means for you to know me. Because I know you already know everything about me. So I want to know what it means for you to know me. And so he began to open up. He said, he said, you, he said I know you <laughs> as the deeper level that you know me. He said, knowing me is connected to you knowing me. Knowing you. You get what I'm talking He said, knowing you is connected to how well you know me. Knowing Wayne Hughes is connected to how well I know my Savior. And... To be in union with him, there's this passage that says the pathway of the righteous grows brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. So the Lord led me over to Isaiah 22 and then Matthew 7 and Matthew 16 and possibly 1 Corinthians 10. We'll go there. But he led me over to Isaiah 22 where, let me just lay the foundation Shebna was in line after Hezekiah the king. Remember Hezekiah was, uh, he was the son of Ahab who was a wicked king. And at 21 years old, Hezekiah walked the corridors of his father's palace and said, I wasn't born to follow my father's footsteps and to lead the people into idolatry. So I, Hezekiah brings reformation. He brings all we need it in this land, don't we? 
He brings reformation. He restores the altars. And he gets rid of all the idolatrous, uh, the, the idolatry and all the, the things that had been defiled and against the will of God. He, he restores Israel to fellowship with God. But after Hezekiah's death, there was a man named Shebna who was in line for the, the king to be king. But he got, he was caught up in a lot of, he was disobedient because Israel got in trouble and God said, it's time for you to begin to fast and pray. It's time for you to begin to shave your, he even told him, shave your head, sit in sackcloth and ashes and seek me. Begin to pray because this land is in trouble. And Shebna, instead of doing that, he threw a party. They started celebrating. They, they did everything opposite to what God said. They began to revel in themselves rather than in God. As a matter of fact, he says, he said there was a time when I gave you water in the wilderness, but you didn't look to your maker to give him praise for it. it it's easy for us to become familiar with the blessings of the Lord to the point that, that we're, we don't recognize. It's easy. In a world that's really busy, and I get busy myself, it's easy. But, but I've put into practice this, this knowledge that every good and perfect gift comes from above. From the Father of lights with whom there's no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Now look what he says concerning this, this situation. When you look in Isaiah 22, he calls them to weeping and to mourning, to baldness, to shave their head, to gird with sackcloth. But he said, he said uh, this, he said, but joy and gladness when he began to look at them slaying oxen, killing sheep, eating flesh and drinking wine. Let us eat and drink for tomorrow we shall die. That's where that phrase comes from. And God said, the Lord said, it was revealed in my ears by the Lord of hosts. Surely this iniquity shall not be purged from you till you die, saith the Lord of hosts. Now he's talking to Shebna and all the people that are following his, 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 his lead. Not every thing that, it doesn't matter if the whole, the majority believes it, if it's a lie, it's still a lie. It, it doesn't matter if nobody believes it but you, and it's true, it's still the truth. But here's what the Lord said he's going to do. He's talking about Shebna and the devastation that's going to come. And he'll be carried into captivity and die. And it tells the judgment of God. And verse 20 is where I wanted to go. Lay that foundation for you and show you how God is a God of mercy and grace. He said, and it shall come to pass in that day I will call my servant Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah. Now, when you look at Eliakim, he was the successor to Shebna and served as a father to Jerusalem, an advisor. But he's also a type of Christ. 
And what is said of him is said of Christ in Romans and Revelation 3, 7, where it says, And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that opens and no man shuts, and shuts and no man opens. Now, I'm going somewhere. I want you to hang with me. Because he said, I will clothe him with your robe and strengthen him with your girdle. That's the King James, your belt. And I will commit your government into his hand, and he shall be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and to the house of Judah. Look at verse 22. And the key of the house of David I will lay upon his shoulder. So he shall open and none shall shut it. He shall shut and none shall open. And I will fasten him as a nail in a sure place, and he shall be for a glorious throne to his father's house. Now that, that word nail means peg. I'm going to put him in, I'm going to fasten him like a peg in a sure place in the house. Now he's coming to us. Hang with me. They shall, they, come on, it's talking about me and you now. They shall hang upon him all the glory of the father's house. And the offspring and the issue, all vessels of small quantity for the vessels of cups, even to all the vessels of flagons or pitchers. In that day, saith the Lord of hosts, shall the nail be fastened. Now, when you look at that passage, there's, a, there's another promise. When we think about the key, I, I want you to look with me over to Matthew 16 for a moment. Jesus encounters the hypocrisy of the Pharisees and Sadducees. And then he comes to Caesarea Philippi and very familiar passage. You've heard me talk about this a lot. And he asked his disciples, what are the people saying about me, the Son of Man? Whom do they believe I am? This is the Passion Translation. They answered, some are convinced you're John the Baptizer. Others say you're Elijah reincarnated or Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But you, who do you say that I am? Jesus asked. And Simon Peter spoke up and said, you were the anointed one, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, you are favored and privileged, Simeon, son of Jonah, for you didn't discover this on your own. Come on, you understand the Holy Spirit wants to give us revelation light that we can't discover by ourselves. He wants to be involved to reveal to us the truths that Jesus said would make us free. And, and, and when we think about authority, he said, I give you the name Peter, a stone. And this rock will be the bedrock foundation on which I'll build my church, my legislative assembly, the government. Remember over in Isaiah 22, he said, I'm going to put the key on his shoulder. The government will be on his shoulder. Ooh, I'm about to preach now. The parable of the lost sheep. Jesus goes and leaves the 99 after he says, I didn't come but to save that that was lost. And he leaves 99 and he goes and finds the lost sheep. Where does he put that sheep? On his shoulders. I, I got goosebumps all over. He puts that sheep 
on his shoulder. His government shall be on his shoulder. He's going to carry the weight. You with me? And he said, the power of death will not be able to overpower it. I will give you the keys of heaven's kingdom realm to forbid on earth that which is forbidden in heaven and to release on earth that is released in heaven. Now, in the King James, it says something uh, quite different. It said, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. But the passion says, I'm going to give you the keys of heaven's kingdom realm to forbid on earth what's already forbidden in heaven and to release on earth what's already released in heaven. You with me? This is the will of the Father. Remember the Lord's prayer, the, the our Father prayer. When you pray, pray like this, our Father who art in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Sunday we talked about the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God and how the whole creation standing on tiptoe with a stretched out neck looking. And I believe that there's all creation is looking at Bethel even. Not, we're, we're not the only ones, but we're part of the ones. I believe it. I believe it. He said, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is what is already loosed in heaven. It's important to know what these keys are. Now, let's look at... Let me go to my list. Hang with me. Remember he said over in Isaiah 22, from the vessels of cups, even to all the vessels of pitchers. Now, let's go over just for a moment, if you will, to 2 Corinthians 4, 7. I'm going to read it from the Amplified. Second Corinthians 4, verse 7. But we have this precious treasure, the good news about salvation, in unworthy earthen vessels of human frailty. We're, we're living in a temporary body. But this is the temple of the Lord. And the Lord wants us to walk with all confidence in who he is in faith. Paul said, I, I believe that I'm persuaded and convinced that he's able to keep that that I've committed unto him against that day. The keeping power of God is very important. Now, I want you to go with me. He said, it's in earthen vessels so that the grandeur and surpassing greatness of the power will be from God. 
His sufficiency is not from ourselves. We are pressured in every way, hedged in, but not crushed. Perplexed, unsure of finding a way out, but not driven to despair. Hunted down and persecuted, but not deserted to stand alone. Struck down, but never destroyed. Always carrying around in the body the dying of Jesus, so that the resurrection life of Jesus also be made, be shown in our body. Woo! In his house, we are the vessels. And the excellency of the powers from God in us, Christ in you, the hope of glory. So what does it mean to have the keys? I want to I take you back there just for a moment to, to the, the passage in Matthew 16. And I want to I give you something, something about the keys. Let's see if I can find that again. Yep, yep, here we go. Isaiah 22, 22 is the reference we started with. Keys unlock doors. Keys lock doors. Just about every one of us have keys. Keys, crank, they'll crank the car, they'll turn the car off. Keys, man, I, I got too many keys. And so I had to kind of look and see. It's like going to the apps and having the apps offloaded that you're not using anymore. I had to go to my key ring and figure out which keys are not important anymore because you can get weighted down with keys. But there's one key I want to talk about just for a moment. He said, I'm going to give you the keys. That's plural. Keys are a symbol of authority and ruling power. I mean, you, you got the key to your house. It's the symbol of your authority over what you own, what you've been given. And, and you have the rule. Well, she has the rule. But, but there's one key that opens all the doors, everything. I'm thankful that we just got one key. We, we got a bunch of doors, but we got one key. And, and it makes it a whole lot more convenient for me at my age, you understand. So, so when you think about the keys, the Lord reminded me of Romans 5.17. Look there with me. for The key of the house I will lay on his shoulder is what the prophecy was. So, sit, so he shall open and none shall shut it, and he shall shut and none shall open. But when you go over to Romans 5, 17, there's a delegated beautiful picture here as he talks about how death reigned by one man's offense. But then he says in verse 17, death once held us, now death reigned in life. Let's read it first from the King James. It says, For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, by the one, death reigned. We know the whole creation came under the curse. Even animals died. My big old Australorp Batman rooster. He got really sick and I had to put him down and, and so I. I, I 
you understand, animals, the whole creation, subject to futility, frustration, because of one man's sin. The, 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 the struggle that we face, the, the age, one, one sure evidence that's an indirect result of the curse is age, growing old. I love it. I really love it. It's, a, it's amazing. So, so, Brother John. Right. That's right. That's pretty cool. God's on purpose, isn't he? Seven, verse 17 and the 17th of... That's right. The key. So he gave us a picture of the key. Here, here's the, here's the, the benefits of the key. He said, if by one man's offense death reigned, that word reigned means it comes from the word basilio. It means to rule the governor or of a province to rule the rule of the Messiah, of the reign of Christians in the millennium, to exercise the high, I like this definition, to exercise the highest influence to control. Come on, you, you understand that I remember the song, the devil is a loser man, Jesus is a winner man, right? The, the, the Trinidadian song. And, and so he says, if, if by one much more they that have received the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign, rule, control in life. This is not eternal. We already have eternal life, but we're not, we're, we're not, we haven't reached the consummation of it. But, but he said, they shall reign in life by one. Brother John spoke it. Jesus Christ. So, by one man's obedience, you and I have been given the keys. The keys of authority. Behold, I give you authority, exousia, over all the dunamis of the adversary. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. In Luke 10. And when you think about the, the keys... It's important to know that uh, he also took me to Matthew 7. Let me go there just for a moment. Matthew 7. 
took me to John 15. It's amazing. He starts that chapter. This is the Sermon on the Mount. He says in this chapter, judge not that you be not judged because whatever judgment you dish out is going to be judged back to you because you reap what you sow. Now, he says, and he goes on to talk about the moat and, and the beam and, and the eye and all that kind of stuff. So verse 7, he said, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened. Uh, when you look at the passion, it says, ask and the gift is yours. Seek and you'll discover, knock and the door will be open for you. Who's going to open the door? The one that has the master key. Come on, somebody. We got, we got, the, we got the, the key, but he's got the master key. And he said, for every persistent one will get what he asks for. Every persistent seeker will discover what he longs for. And everyone who knocks persistently will one day find an open door. Clement of Alexandria attributes an additional saying to Jesus and states that it's from the Hebrew Matthew. The one who seeks should not cease until he finds. And in finding he shall marvel. And having marveled, he shall reign. Come on, somebody. And having uh, reigned, he shall rest. Woo. Let me read that again. He said, the one who seeks should not cease until he finds. And in finding, he shall marvel. And, and having marveled, he shall reign. And having reigned, he shall rest. Come on, you understand the Bible said in the book of Daniel that in the last days the, the devil will seek to wear out the saints of God, to, to, to fatigue us and wear us out. Uh, that's not God's plan. God will infuse you with a fresh anointing and a fresh oil and, and give you strength for the journey because whatever he's called you to, you can be sure there's going to be some resistance. But he said, I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom realm so you have the ability to forbid whatever is forbidden in heaven and you got the ability to loose whatever loose is loosed in heaven uh, come on somebody you you understand we got into discussion I shared with you how that on the refrigerator I have these verses and I have Trent and Kyla's name well she's cooking a lot in the kitchen Tamara was a little bit concerned she said mama said she's going to see that I told her mama, I said, good. I said, it's up there for a reason. Because it works. God will do what he said he would do. And when Trent's coming home this weekend, he might see it too. And if he goes in my bathroom, he'll see the one on the mirror with his name on it. Come on, you understand. It's important that we don't allow the enemy to intimidate us uh, over our children and what is our heritage so that we can take authority and take the keys that he's given us and we can, we can rule with authority in the name of Jesus. So he took me to Matthew 7 and he said, as, as he talks about if everyone who knocks persistently will one day find an opening door. Don't you know it of any parent? Do you know any parent 
who would give his hungry child who asked for food a plate of rocks instead. We know the King James says a stone if he asked for bread. Or when asked for a piece of fish, what parent would offer his child a snake instead? Jesus is making a pretty plain point right here. If you imperfect as you are, I, I like that because that's the, the, the pure translation. If you look at the King James, it says you being evil. It, it kind of gives you a gray area. But he says, being imperfect as you are, know how to lovingly take care of your children and give them what's best. How much more ready is your heavenly father to give wonderful gifts to those who ask him? Hebrew Matthew is give his good spirit a reference to asking for the Holy Spirit. But, but you understand, if he offered up his son, Romans 8, 31, how will he not with him freely give us all things? So we have to begin to look about this key, these keys that he's given us and, and take authority because we're clay jars. We have the excellency of this power in clay jars so the, 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 the glory can go to the Father. So look at your neighbor and tell them it's in this pot. In this clay pot right here. There's some power in here. Come on, it's in the vessel. It, it's, it's hanging on the peg. A sure, secure peg in the house. He, he's got us in position. And he, he, he begins to talk about the authority. And, and all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit took me a little deeper. And he began to show me very simple truths about what it means to have the keys. It means that we don't have to put up with the devil's junk. He, he's already defeated. He's been stripped, spoiled. So I, sometimes I praise Zechariah. It's, it's a part of my keys. I say, Lord, thank you that there's a hedge of fire around me, my family, my church family. There's a hedge of fire. I thank you, Lord, that the fire of the Holy Ghost rains on every devil. <laughs> Come on, you, you understand how terrifying that would be? The, the, the enemy is really terrified over how much you know. He, he's terrified over if you know. That you have authority over all the power of the adversary. And there's no greater power in us than the Holy Ghost. No power in the world that can match the Holy Ghost in us. Christ in us, the hope of glory. I refuse to be intimidated. Brother Chase told me when I walked in, he said, he was commenting on my age, and I love it because he said, when I came here, he said, was it 48 or 58? You were 58. I was 58. He I said, an old yeah, he said, he, he said, that was an old, he said, that's the oldest pastor I ever listened to. And I said, he said, here he is 10 years, uh, 10 years later, <laughs> and he's still listening. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Ooh, hallelujah. 
Amen. I, I love that. Amen. I'm telling you, it, that, that's it. I refuse. I refuse to quit. It's, it's amazing. Because the Bible said the, whole, the Holy Spirit given to us, he will quicken your mortal body. I can't, I can't explain it. Sometimes when I step in here, it's like Clark Kent going in the phone booth. But <laughs> I just don't have an S on my shirt when I come out. <laughs> but but I, 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 can, I can feel the sense. I, I don't know Sunday if you were here Sunday. Sometimes, sometimes there's resistance. And, and if, if you feel the resistance, it's important. That's why I told our awesome worship leader and, and this praise team, I said, worship till you get to the breakthrough. But sometimes you can feel the resistance. Sometimes we don't, we're not privy to what that might be. But you don't stop pressing through. I press toward the mark. And there was a moment in the preaching. God chooses the time. And that moment, I felt the shift in the Holy Spirit. Now, God already had it planned. There's times during the worship, I can feel the shift in the atmosphere. You can actually feel the shift of the Holy Spirit. And the enemy has to take cover because the house is filled with the glory of God. That's when people's lives are changed. That's when revelation comes. That's when wholeness comes and strength comes and hope. Hope. So... We have his seed in us. We have the earnest, the down payment, who is the Holy Ghost. It's like an engagement ring God placed on us. And he, he put claims on us. But it didn't leave us without authority. He didn't leave us without the keys. He's given us the keys and guess what? Until the moment comes, if you keep on seeking, keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking, and you don't allow fatigue or, or, or doubt or fear or frustration to stop you, that you trust the Lord no matter what. He's got a time and a season when you're going to get what you asked for and you're going to find what you've been looking for and the door is going to be opened because he's faithful. So I want to believe God for with, with you tonight. And Romans, John, 7, John 15, Jesus talks about he's the vine. We're the branches. We're the branches in the vine. And he said, if you abide in me, you're going to bear fruit. As he's talking about the false prophets over in, in, uh, in the book of Matthew, he said, you're going to know them by their fruit. You'll, you'll know them by the, That's the people who come to Jesus and say, didn't we preach in your name? Didn't we cast out devils? And, and, and he's going to call, they're lawless. They, they're using the authority that they have for their own benefit. They're using it for their own good. That, that's not a good idea. That's what Jesus is talking about. You will never join to me. Being joined to him, we become an 
overflow. Out of your belly shall rivers of living water flow. I want you to expect great things from God. I want you to get ready. Because God can set you up. I, I see his hand at work in my family. I see his hand at work in, in the ministry. I see him. I see him. His hand at work in every area of our lives because he cares. He is interested in where you are. But he's really, really excited about where you're going. I really believe he is. I believe he's excited about where you're going. So I want you to stand with me. I know it's Wednesday night, and I want to be mindful and respectful for all of you who may have to get up early. I was up at 5.30 this morning, but uh, you understand many, many times it's just to pray and to seek God and, and to get in his word, just listening to the Lord. Sometimes he wakes me up at night, and, and he'll say something to me. He's interested. So you have the keys. You have the keys to, it's not, let, let's make a deal either. <laughs> He's already took care of the deal. And it's a big deal. And so you have the authority in the name of Jesus. And, and so I'm going to pray for you. That God would open up 